Hello, 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 friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. It is Julie Solomon here, and we are still rocking and rolling with our celebration of my first ever brand new book, Get What You Want, How to Go from Unseen to Unstoppable, which came available everywhere books were sold earlier this month on June 7th. To celebrate the launch of this audiobook and of this book, I am giving you an entire listen to chapter three today for free. Now in chapter three, I walk you through something that is absolutely necessary and often the most difficult thing to have when getting what you want, and that is boundaries. In fact, lack of boundaries is the number one reason why you are not getting what you want today, if that is true for you. Now in this chapter, I share a lot because I used to be a lack of boundary hot mess. I walk you through a lot of just my own personal journey through not having boundaries to being able how to figure out how to define boundaries in my life, cultivate them, put them into action and actually stick to them. So that is what you are going to learn as well in this chapter. It is filled with actionable steps, stories, and tools to help you unlock your boundaries and put them into action. Now you can grab the rest of the audiobook or get your hands on the hard copy by going to juliesolomon.net slash get what you want or wherever you love to buy books. Now, no matter where you get this book, I want to make sure that you head over to that website that I just sent you, juliesolomon.net slash get what you want to submit your order number. Because if you type your order number in there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a free ticket to a live virtual workshop that I am leading later this summer that's going to help you start to put all of the stuff that we're working on in these pages into action. I know that when it comes to really big things like boundaries and overcoming this need to always do for others before we take care of our own needs, you know, creating non-negotiables, all of these things, it's, it's hard stuff and we need support. We need accountability. And so that's what I'm going to be doing during this live workshop with you. You will not want to miss this. If anything that I, I share in the book resonates with you at all, you're going to want to be at this virtual workshop. So again, just go to juliesolomon.net slash get what you want. If you've already ordered the book, that's fine. You can submit your order number. If you order it from wherever you want to order it from and then submit it, that's fine. We make it really easy for you at that link to make it happen. And with that said, let's get to preview of chapter three, steps to get what you want. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Chapter three, steps to getting what you really want. I remember one of the first times I set a new boundary that changed my marriage. It was a summer day in May. I had rented a beach house in Malibu and invited friends for a barbecue to celebrate a recent business launch. Renting a beach house for the weekend was something I wanted to do for years, but would always find a way to stop myself with the usual excuses. It's expensive, I'd whisper to myself. My husband won't care to spend our money and time this way. Before I created boundaries, I would use my origin story beliefs of manipulation, coercion, or omission to force whatever I wanted because I was terrified of being rejected. Or worse, feeling disapproval for sharing what I wanted and desired. 
This time, the setup was no different. To avoid the sting of rejection, I would create these situations that caused unnecessary chaos and drama. First, I would drop subtle hints about my desire for a beach day gathering to my husband, hoping my charm would persuade him to get on board with the idea. If that didn't work, I would play another role, the damsel in distress, acting like a sad and helpless toddler, hoping I could make him pity me enough to comply with my wishes. And finally, if nothing else prevailed, I would play the role of my lifetime, which consisted of doing whatever the hell I wanted to do and then telling him about it later if I felt like it. At that point, he'd have no choice but to live with the decision I made. I'm sure you can imagine how these situations would end, arguments that led to resentment and bitterness. And yes, I am fully aware of how gross this behavior is. I am also fully aware that you're probably nodding to yourself right now because you, or someone you know, has done the exact same thing. When you have no boundaries, you don't know how to communicate without feeling the need to rationalize or justify your feelings. You don't know how to say what you mean, mean what you say, and not say it mean. Luckily, on this day, I chose to try something new. Instead of playing a role, I would create a boundary, one that Brene Brown calls clear is kind. I was going to clearly and kindly share what I wanted with no strings attached. Then I would honor my boundaries by committing to my decision regardless of his response. I told my husband, I've rented a beach house in Malibu for the weekend and invited our friends. This is something I am excited about. It means a lot to me to celebrate in this way, and I'd love for you to join us. But if you can't or don't want to, that's okay too. I will still go and enjoy myself. To which he replied, sounds good, count me in. Although this may sound trivial and insignificant, it affected me profoundly. I had spent years dress rehearsing chaos, which would create a chaotic situation, instead of just speaking what was on my heart and mind. But this seemingly minor exchange showed me that I could say what I mean, mean what I say, and not say it in a mean way. And that boundary, in and of itself, could get me what I want. The boundary does not mean that it will go my way. It means I give myself permission to be seen and heard as my whole, imperfect self. I was starting to realize that I didn't have to protect myself from my husband's responses and reactions by building walls or causing chaos. I didn't have to delay my happiness at all. I just needed to create boundaries and honor them. Creating your boundaries. Creating boundaries is not what people seem to think it is. Putting up a wall around oneself so others can't penetrate it, or forcing what you want at the expense of your own honesty. A wall is built out of fear and mistrust. It blocks people and experiences out. Boundaries, on the other hand, are markers, low fences. People and experiences can come and go, but you are the guardian of who swings open that gate and what comes in. Boundaries help us reclaim our own lives. Boundaries help us define what we want in our space and what we don't want. And we can't know what belongs there if we don't know ourselves in the first place. If we want to establish clear boundaries, we need to focus on ourselves, build our own strength, and ask for and accept help when we need it. Often, people find it difficult to create boundaries because we have lost track of the separation between ourselves and others. I know this challenge intimately. 
having advocated for so long on the behalf of others in my lifetime. I spent years constantly reacting, worrying, pleasing, fixing, problem-solving, and taking on responsibilities that didn't have my name on them. The result was that I lost the sense of where I left off and others began. After becoming so entangled in someone else's life and problems, I lost sight of the fact that we were separate people. You're allowed to change the price of what it costs to access you, and boundaries are the currency. It only made sense to me to respond, fix, and find solutions for everyone around me. I also confused this absence of boundaries with love and caring. I became so fixated on the choices and decisions other people made, I would lose the ability to distinguish between myself and them. This is not love. It's obsession. By focusing on the lives of others instead of living our own lives, we move away from love and turn toward fear. Not only is it harmful to a relationship, it's also extremely self-destructive. Another thing that can happen when we lack boundaries is that we delay our own happiness. I did this for years because I didn't want to upset other people. I would act like I didn't care. I would tell myself that the self-sacrifice is for the sake of making them feel better. Honestly, it was an effort to feel that I had some power over them. If you offer help or guidance more than once, you're trying to control. The choice to abandon our own happiness for such a purpose is an act of fear, not love. Boundaries allow us to move away from self-abandonment and towards self-love. True, healthy love isn't destructive or controlling. It doesn't diminish or strip us of our identities, nor does it in any way diminish those whom we love. Love is nourishing. It allows each of us to be more fully ourselves. Most important, it allows us to have the least amount of responsibilities and control over another adult. Here's a quick way to know if you need to create healthier boundaries. When asked about yourself, do you often respond by talking about others or have a hard time keeping the focus on yourself? Do you feel uncomfortable, anxious, nervous, or not right about doing things, but you find yourself doing them so someone else doesn't feel uncomfortable? Do you find yourself constantly holding back from asking for something you want? Do you find yourself over-apologizing? Do you find yourself always jumping in to fix things for others, even when they never asked for your help? If you said yes to any of these questions, they are signs that you need to create healthier boundaries. I found that detachment was one of the best ways for me to create boundaries in my life. Honoring ourselves and those we love requires detachment. Detachment means separating ourselves emotionally from others. You wouldn't take it personally or blame someone you love who came down with a bad cold or canceled plans with you. You would simply be understanding. They were sick, so the plans changed. This is detachment. In the same way, we can set our personal boundaries with compassion. We can detach and allow the boundaries to do their job when someone upsets us or treats us poorly. Learning to detach often begins by learning to take a moment before we react. I call this the power of the pause. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. 
You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. When we pause, we can ask ourselves questions like, why do I want to say something right now? How important is this? Am I taking this personally? Do I even need to respond to this? Am I being clear and honest? Attachment, however, is the opposite. Attachment is not intimacy, nor is it true connection. Attachment is control, and it will suck the life out of you. When we don't detach, no matter what another says or does, we take it personally. We believe we are in control of everything, and when events go wrong, plans change, or other people behave differently than we would have hoped, we crumble or lash out. Before I had boundaries, this pattern of attachment would show up in two ways. I would either become a complete doormat, letting anyone and everyone walk all over me, or I would become a relentless punisher tearing through them like a tornado in the night. If you want to feel less attached to outcomes and more willing to detach, here are some of my favorite tips. Don't give advice unless asked. This is a hard one for me, especially in the work I do. A super simple way to hold myself accountable is that I wait for the question when someone may be telling me a story or sharing what's on their mind. If there isn't a question, I need not jump in with my thoughts. Keep the focus on yourself. When you keep the focus on you, you lose focus on the other person's behavior. You also decrease your desire to jump in and help, or worse, tell them what to do or how to act. This helps others experience their own choices and keeps you from trying to fix a person, place, or situation. Get honest about why you want to speak. A lot of times, we will speak without being honest about why we feel the need to say something in the first place. Often, it comes from wanting to control or fix a feeling. It's important before you say something to ask yourself, why do I want to speak right now? What payoff am I wanting? Is it because you want to be liked, right, admired, validated, or praised? Is it because you want to blame, control, or manipulate? Getting honest with yourself about why you want to speak is not meant to cause blame, shame, or judgment. It's meant to make you aware of your true intentions. Leave the room or situation if you can't be quiet. There have been many times when I have overstepped a boundary or gotten myself in a really bad situation because I couldn't zip my mouth. There is a time and place to speak your truth and a time and place to listen. There's an acronym that I love called THINK which stands for thoughtful, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind. If what I want to say is not one or all of those things, then unless someone asks for my advice, it's better I stay quiet and listen. 
Compliments before complaints. It's natural for people to see the bad before they see the good. It is actually how our brain is wired. But when we start talking to ourselves and others with complaints instead of compliments, we stifle any chance of gratitude and appreciation emerging. If you can begin with a compliment over a complaint, it will help you detach in a loving way. Your relationships, communications, and entire life can change. Let yourself off the hook. Practice letting go of what you cannot change and give yourself some grace when needed. Because most of the time, what you think is your problem is not your problem at all. Although at first the answer might not be clear to us, over time it becomes easier to see. This distinction makes us better able to detach ourselves from the behaviors we find unacceptable while still showing compassion and love to ourselves, thus creating boundaries. At first, it may be hard to detach. We have often done so with resentment, silence, angry outbursts, and blame in the past. Mastering detachment with love takes time and practice. Even if we start badly, it's important to begin. But it is even more important to remember that establishing personal boundaries with another is not the same as building walls. We should focus on healing ourselves and our relationships with other people, not harshly distancing ourselves from those most precious to us. We must learn to allow people to be human while knowing what to tolerate and not tolerate. When we detach with love, we accept others exactly as they are. And that is the most loving thing we can ever do. Affirmations to set boundaries. I am worthy of love and can give it to myself. I choose to take care of myself and my needs first. It is not selfish. I own my actions. I am not responsible for yours or how you respond to mine. I can love without taking responsibility for your pain. I let go of the belief that I must take care of and save everyone in crisis. I am not that powerful. Have non-negotiables. Creating non-negotiables is the foundation of self-care. You can't get what you want without self-care. Non-negotiables help us define our personal limits while boundaries protect us. This involves determining for ourselves what we will and will not do or accept. It can be as simple as setting our bedtime at 10 p.m. or deciding not to tolerate abusive behavior. Non-negotiables help us know in advance what our options are and how we feel about them. When faced with a stressful situation where we may not be thinking clearly, we may have some idea of what's best for us. It is entirely up to us to determine what is acceptable and what is not. The same behavior that is intolerable to one person won't bother another person at all, which is why this work must be yours and yours alone. Your non-negotiables do not dictate how other people should behave. Non-negotiables are not threats or forms of manipulation. They are simply facts that clearly define your boundaries. For example, a non-negotiable may sound like, I will leave if I feel uncomfortable, rather than, I better not catch you doing something wrong, or promise me you won't do something wrong. There is always a right and perfect time to communicate your non-negotiables, but being honest about the intention is key. Whenever I know it is time to share a non-negotiable, I pause to be sure I'm prepared to follow through. There's so much power in pausing, while empty threats do nothing but diminish my credibility and self-esteem. I have regretted sharing something too soon, but I have never regretted pausing 
before sharing something. A non-negotiable doesn't mean you're trying to control or change someone or that you're giving them an ultimatum. It means you are saying very clearly what you will and will not stand for. Advocate for yourself. Self-advocacy means that you are able to tell people about your thoughts and feelings with full transparency. You are able to ask for what you need and want. You know your rights and you speak up for them. You no longer stay silent so that others can stay comfortable. Self-advocacy helps us examine, with honesty and courage, our personal understanding of security and our clarity of values. I believe there is nothing nobler than knowing what our values are, putting them into practice, and having the realization that we are who we say we are. We know this because we are in alignment with our integrity. Self-advocacy is the highest level of security. It's what brings us ultimate joy. This comes with understanding what security, values, and trust mean for you, so you can carry them out. To me, Security means creating a safe container to express my thoughts, feelings, and intentions. Values are the measures I use to prioritize my needs and tell if I'm getting out of life what I intend. Trust means having a confident relationship with what is unknown. Your turn. Having non-negotiables. What are some of your non-negotiables in your business and personal relationships? What are your expectations and belief about how you want to be treated? Advocating for yourself. Take some time to think about your values and how you define them. Then, write them down in a journal or notebook. Here's a quick and extremely effective exercise I do with clients on values. What matters more to you than money and family? Make a list of everything that comes up for you. Now, ask yourself why and write down the answers. Those answers are your values. With your values in mind, what are some steps you can take to advocate for yourself? As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all all of that good stuff.